Dracula. Hi. This is going to be part two of August D. Oh, hey, it's August D two. Oh my god. <laughs> Are you disappointed in me? <laughs> no, but the your face, your realization that it was that it's just priceless. <laughs> Oh boy. It's fun. It is fun. I agree. <laughs> um, I'm Sierra. I'm Lorena. And this is K-pop tea. Look at that. Wow, Look at us. You go. remembered. I almost went straight into this. <laughs> yeah, too. yeah, you did. <laughs> um, okay, so in this episode we're just gonna go over like favorite songs, music videos, lyrics. We're not going over dance because August D too. doesn't dance. Sugar dances. August D does not. Yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't have like dance videos for us to pick favorites up. So songs, music videos, lyrics. <laughs> um. So we'll just dive right into this. Um. So do you want me to start with my favorite song? Is it because you haven't picked? No, I have. Okay. Picked, but you go first. <laughs> um. I really love Tony Montana, and I really liked when he performs it with Jimin on their one of their stages. Um, I also had no idea who Tony Montana was before like listening to the song. <laughs> it was really fun to learn that um, Tony Montana is, if you don't know, Antonio Montana, who is a fictional character. He is the protagonist of the film Scarface in 1983. Um, the character is played by Al Capone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, should I just go over all of my favorite songs and we'll go to your yeah. favorite songs? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're not bouncing back and forth? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, my next favorite song is The Last. I re- Oh, I forgot the disclaimer. Mm. I should probably say the disclaimer just in case. There okay. are some... The episode talks about, like, mental health, depression, and has a lot of, like, dark emotions blended in with, again, slight history lessons. So, that's the disclaimer. It... Beware, there's yeah. history. There's history in this. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> history I might not be able to explain well, but I still wrote it down. Uh, history is so hard. I love history. It's just... I think it's interesting, but like keeping track of what happens in what order. Because a lot of things happen at the same time. Yeah. But then... Your mind just tries to put it in a timeline, and it doesn't work that I know, way. I know. This one I'm really worried about saying because I don't want to fuck up the names, mm-hmm. but I'm going to fuck up the names. <laughs> so that's where I'm most worried about. Okay. Um, back to favorite songs. I really like The Last because I really enjoy the lyrics of this, and I also really like how the song is... Um, I set up like beat wise and usually I'm not a big fan of like rap but I think this but I think it's like I'm not a big fan of American rap mm-hmm. but um, typically in K-pop my bias is the rapper so I get really into rap parts for that reason <laughs> namely so that's why I really like the last and then Moonlight. I really like Moonlight. It's like a softer song compared to his others. And the theme is... Change is inevitable. And so many um, wish that they could go back in time with the knowledge of what they know in hopes of changing their future. But really, would that make a difference? Like, if you're a believer in you are meant to walk a certain path in life and things are set up for you to grow, would skipping them lead to... A bad outcome Mm -hmm. you know like the um what is it it's something with like a butterfly wing the butterfly effect yeah Mm -hmm. like even if I were if I personally were to go back now to tell younger me to either like avoid uh the day I got my knee dislocated would I just gotten hurt later Mm -hmm. would I have 
what would have happened if I had stopped myself. Like, because my outcome right now is, it's pretty good, mm-hmm. you know? Like, my knee's fine now, surgery, physical therapy, like, none of that was super bad. But could I have made it worse for myself because I skipped such a crucial part of my time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Moonlight is for, like, a lost soul who just wants to be seen and found and not forgotten about, you know? And then... (laughs) I picked way too many songs that are my favorite. (laughs) Sorry. So Far Away. Like, this is such a pretty song. Suga and Cern's vocals work so well together. And, like, if you listen with your eyes closed, you kind of feel like a sort of lifted away and, like, it takes you on this, like journey in a way like even though it starts out really sad and there are some like sad parts of the song it's still that like really beautiful song like it's a beautiful sad like how um goblin Mm -hmm. is a really beautiful sad (laughs) k-drama where i cry in every episode (laughs) not because some scenes are sad it's just the way they set that up is so emotionally hitting that I just cry out of just joy, happy, like, sadness, like, Mm -hmm. so it's like, I don't know, I really like those songs where it can really hit you in those sort of ways, Mm -hmm. and, like, you could have a pretty good cry to this song, I'm not gonna lie, (laughs) and again, maybe I just pick songs because they make me cry, maybe, (laughs) who knows, but, like, if the lyrics dream may all um dream may all creation be with you till the end of your life dream wherever you are will welcome you dream may your trials of end in full bloom dream though your beginnings might be humble may the end be prosperous like that's just meaning like keep on dreaming and like um it's like it, it makes you like hopeful and dreamful and that like you need to continue to dream of what you want or like you could just lose everything you know like lose yourself in a way so that's one thing and then sad songs can have like huge inspirational music meaning Um, I saw a comment on one of the lyric videos so for so far away that um, I wanted to share and the person wrote he's the only one I can relate to in this world everyone is talking about working hard to achieve their dream no one ever talks about not having dreams and about being lost that's why I love this man Mm -hmm. like because it's true a lot of artists talk about like how they found dream or like how they're like how they're doing you know but not the struggle that it took to get there like a lot is it it is to be like inspirational to see your artists like sing about that kind of stuff that like oh we made it here we got to like billboard like all this stuff but at the same time it's like well what am I doing with Mm -hmm. my life in a way but like to hear the lyrics of like we'll just keep on dreaming I mean like with Itzy they sing keep your head up just keep on dreaming Mm -hmm. like they're being supportive of like not everyone can find what they want to do immediately at such a young age like it takes a lot of trial and error before you sometimes can find what you want to do mm-hmm. so I think that's why like a lot of Augusti like sits well with me is because he's not hiding all that pain and suffering he went through mm-hmm. to be in the most popular game on yeah. you know be one of the most recognized names mm-hmm. have something that like has his name on it that he produced hit like number one so quickly Mm -hmm. not everyone can achieve that but everyone wants to achieve that in their goal in their career and whatever they dream they want to be as best as they can Mm -hmm. but i think sharing that like hard struggle of what it took to get there is something that should be done more instead of 
well, that I'm here now. Mm-hmm. And this is what the future holds. Yeah. I also like that in some of his songs, he talks about, rather than, like, getting to the dream, he talks about, like, you got the dream, but it wasn't exactly what you expected. Yeah. You know? That, yeah. Like, because obviously you're not gonna know every single thing about a job or an industry mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. you're actually in it, mm-hmm. you know? So with him and with BTS, like in the whole music industry, it becomes more about just the music. Mm-hmm. Like, it becomes about PR, about like others' opinions of you, about tabloids, about mm-hmm. all that stuff mm-hmm. that it really shouldn't be about. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I think he reflects on the fact that, yes, he loves what he does, but he doesn't love every aspect of it. Yeah, which is good to show, Mm -hmm. because you have this, like, I mean, this idolized view of Mm -hmm. what it's like to be, like, a celebrity, Mm -hmm. an idol, like, this famous person. Yeah. But not all of it is good and, like, mm-hmm. there's all those tabloids to show, like, negative things and, like, only focuses on the negative things. And you're, mm-hmm. like, okay. Yeah. But, like, you know, because, like, our world is set, is focused a lot on negative and positive. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times the negative, for some weird reason, outweighs the positive. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know, we, we all need to just kind of put more positivity yeah. Like, focus on that instead of the negativity. Mm-hmm. But that's something that's not easily changed with how our society set up, how, like, every industry is set up. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, should we go to your favorite songs? Let's do it. Okay, so my favorite... Well, one of my favorite songs um, is Dear My Friend. I love that song. I love that song. It's so sad, honestly. Um, It's about losing touch with an old friend. At first because you think time has passed, but then realizing that it's because you've become or you always were very different people that believe in very different things. Um, So some of my favorite lyrics from it... Visit to Seoul Detention Center every week. I made the long three-hour round trip by myself. The day of your trial and the day of your release from prison, I still remember the snowy winter white tofu. Which I love that lyric, not because it's like super deep or anything, but because it kind of like helps me show off a little bit of what I learned in K-dramas. So when somebody gets out of prison or jail in Korea, mm-hmm. they're supposed to eat tofu mm-hmm. as their first meal. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. I read that. I was like, oh my God. That's so hilarious. I thought that was funny. Um, and then the one that's deeper, the lyric that's deeper is... There's no me you knew, and there's no you I knew. How we've changed isn't just about time. Um, He's saying that he never really knew his friend, but if he did, he wouldn't be doing this stuff and probably wouldn't have gotten in trouble in the first place. Mm. So, like, that happens with, like, childhood friends. You know, your kids, Mm -hmm. when you know them, and you do, like, regular kid stuff, but... When you're adult, when you're an adult and you like start growing up, is when you really find out who a person is, mm-hmm. you know. So it's sad to let a person go, but sometimes you need to because you don't have the same viewpoints on a yeah. lot of things. So yeah, mm-hmm. friends like that, cause it's namely like when you grow up, because like when you're kids and you make friends, it's really easy. To make friends as kids mm-hmm. because I mean your shared com your shared interests are recess yeah <laughs> games yeah what else do kids like candy sure candy? sure so like I mean that stuff's not super like you're not as concerned about like oh we like the same 
books. We like the yeah. same movies. We like the same music. You're not. Yeah. You don't think about that. All you think about is like, oh, we have fun when we're playing these yeah. games together. Yeah, know? and like that's what I mean. Kids should think like that. Mm-hmm. Like, which is it sucks growing up. Honestly. Oh yeah, it does. It totally sucks it does. growing up. I I don't know. I'm also under. I think that kids get treated too much like kids, and that like. If I, like, the things that I wish I knew as a kid that I wish my mom had taught me was a bit more about nutrition, mm-hmm. raised that while, like, when you develop, like, go through puberty, whether you're a boy or a girl, your bodies change in very different ways, mm-hmm. and that just because someone has a different body structure than you doesn't mean anything bad it's all very normal Mm -hmm. and then I also wish that she had taught me more like um a little more girly things because I definitely grew up as a tomboy Mm -hmm. I definitely had way more guy friends than (laughs) girls so like I do know how to interact better with guys Mm -hmm. but if I had been shown more of like a girly side like getting manicures like I don't know just some girly things I think it would be easier to make more friends Mm -hmm. because at least then it's not like oh I'm gonna go get my makeup done do you want to come with and be like Nah, that sounds bad. Like, mm-hmm. You know? Because, like, that's something that they like to do. But yeah. since you were kind of raised, like, not in a certain way, that seems stupid to you. But to them, it's really important. Mm-hmm. So I think if I was raised both and given a bit more, like, guidance, I think that would be a bit better. Instead of, like, oh, well, you're a kid. You don't have to worry about, like, how your body's going to change and, like, mm-hmm. what you're putting in, you know? I don't know if I totally agree with that. I I think, personally, I think that we should let kids be kids. And then once they ask about things that they're learning about, you know, at school or, like, mm-hmm. from friends or something, explain it to them. Because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of stuff that they do learn is kind of heavy and yeah. really complicated. Yeah, they do. So... I don't know, personally, I wouldn't have wanted to learn a lot of the things that I learned when I was a kid. Really? Honestly, yeah. Um, So, I think just let kids be kids and like what they like. Kids should like what they like. Kids should like what they like. And with, like, the whole you wanting to have known more girly things... I don't know. If I had a kid and they wanted to do manicures and stuff, like they'd seen on TV, it'd be like, sure, let's go. But if Mm -hmm. they didn't, I'd be fine with that, too. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, it's it's complicated. Well, I mean, like my mom growing up never. It's not that she didn't pay attention. Mm -hmm. It's just my mom and I are very different people. Mm -hmm. She doesn't like being touchy feely. Mm-hmm. When and my grandma has a photo of my mom's laying on a couch, has a very like disdainful face, and me hanging on to her, like hugging her, and like I have a big ass smile on my face because I like mm-hmm. like touching, mm-hmm. like I like holding your hand or like hugging friends or like being mm-hmm. close to someone. Mm-hmm. I like that kind of stuff. My mom does not. Mm-hmm. So, like, growing up, it was very difficult to express what I wanted to go do something like that mm-hmm. yeah. because she had it in her mind where it's not what she wanted to do. So it's not, yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, learning about, like, health stuff, I had a terrible, like, focus as a kid. So I don't ever actually remember learning about, like, puberty or anything. <laughs> Because I just zone out so much that, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm sure if I had actually, like, focused and paid attention, I would have learned more. But, like, I just went over. And then she never bothered to, like, check up and be like, hey, did you, like, go through it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, how'd you, like, what'd you think of that? It was, okay, you're done, let's go. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very, like, two sides of the same coin where mine was very, like, I definitely spent more time in the kid world 
mm-hmm. than in like learning stuff about like the real world. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I get that. Hmm. I would have thought it'd be the other way around for you, honestly. What do you mean? Knowing your mom. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, you know, when we met and we started becoming friends and all that, like your mom and my mom are very different. <laughs> they are. Very different people. <laughs> they are. To me, your mom didn't treat you like a mom. Like, my mom treats me as a mom. Like, my mom mm. dotes and she, like, tries to be involved with everything yeah. that we're doing. Okay. And, you know. But your mom is, like, more go do you, you know? <laughs> yeah. She definitely is. Yeah. So, maybe it's because your mom is like way younger but she but here's the thing she also has those times where she like want like (laughs) (laughs) it's so complicated well parents are complicated well my friend jared came over friday Mm-hmm. to make gumbo and we decorated a cake together we were sitting outside eating and talking and then my mom comes out stands there and then like pulls out this like cro- like crochet thing she's doing or whatever and he's like jared what do you see wrong with this and i'm like what where the fuck does jared care what what is happening wait what <laughs> yeah i was like Jared doesn't even... There's no context to this. He just has to stare at this thing and, like, say what he thinks is wrong with it. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't know what it is. Mm-hmm. How is he gonna see? And then she's like, well, do you guys want to go, like, go to Soho and pick, like, this stuff up? Or, like, this food thing or whatever up? Because the gumbo is really spicy. We fucked up on that. Oh. It was actually... It actually was pretty good, but someone added too much paprika when they were supposed to... You. Yeah. Uh-huh. And <laughs> someone added too much paprika when they were supposed to add um, something else. Uh-huh. And then Jared, Jared was like, oh, we need one-fourth teaspoons of this spice. And I looked at it, like, after we had done everything, and I'm like, Jared, this has one and a half. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's tiny! <laughs> paying attention to what we were cooking mm-hmm. it turned out good but <laughs> she like kind of kept lingering around mm-hmm. huh okay you know because like when last time we were recording she like opened the door mm-hmm. and asked and then she stayed there for a beat and then asked what you thought of her outfit and i'm like fucking leave <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah she lingers yeah and it's like if we're having conversation, if I'm texting, I'll laugh a little at like your text or Tyler's text. She's like, "What?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, my It's so annoying. Mine doesn't annoy me as much, but like every time that I laugh at a text or something, they're like, "Who are you talking to?" And I'm like, "I talked to two people." <laughs> <laughs> Kristen I and Like, uh, you know who I'm talking to. <laughs> and then she's oh. like, oh, what is she saying? Oh, and I'm like, if saying? I explain this to you, I literally have to explain, like, what we did, like, yeah. five months ago and all this. And she's never going to understand. Yeah, my mom does that. Yeah. I hate it when she does that. Cause it's like, I don't what? hate it because, like, I don't hate it because, like, I don't know. It's complicated why I don't hate it. I don't want to go into it here, honestly. That's fair. What the fuck are we talking about? You said, my dear friend, you were talking about the song, and we were talking about friendships, and... And then growing up, and then what the fuck. Okay. (laughs) Well... (laughs) Thank God we had the disclaimer. There was an end part to this, though. There was? There was an end part to what I started with. What was it? When you make friends as an adult, I feel like they're more stable. Yeah. Obviously. That was, like, the end part, because you actually have, like, more interests to share. Like, Mm -hmm. our interests. That's true. Yeah. That's why we're a stable friendship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, and also that song kind of made me feel bad, because, like... I know. I I had friends as kids that were really good friends, but, you know, I moved around a Mm -hmm. lot. And you know I'm not the type of person that has Facebook or anything mm-hmm. like that, so <laughs> if we no always touch, we lose touch. Yeah. yeah. So I feel bad about that still. Like I still, 
I think I had a dream about my friends last night, but yeah, I think so. But like, yeah, that song kind of made me feel bad about okay. <laughs> kind of abandoning my friends. Oh no! <laughs> I know. Oh well, That's though. So sad. Like, it's true. Um, my second favorite song is Twenty Eight. Mm, featuring Niwa, mm-hmm. I think is how you say it. Um, it's another song about growing up um, and how thinking that getting older means that you'll have everything figured out. But really, even if you achieve everything you want, most of us still have no fucking clue what mm-hmm. we're doing. Like, there's no manual. So my favorite lyrics, the first one is... Guess I'm slowly becoming an adult. I can't remember what it was that I wanted. Now I'm scared. Where have the fragments of my dream gone? So that's that's Mm. kind of what we were talking about before, about how he doesn't talk about just getting to the dream, but, like, what the dream has become, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And then the second lyric is, Thought I would change after I turned 20. Thought I would change after I graduated. Which, yeah, I so thought that. Oh, yeah. Um, And then it says, shit, after I turn 30, then what would change? It's like, people think that there's this certainty that comes with being an adult, but there isn't. Like, my parents are 50 years old, and they're still messed up as hell. (laughs) They literally have no idea what they're doing most of the time. And it's... I like the song... But it it's like it makes you realize things that are like just take it a day at a time. Like Yeah. You know. Which like again that's why I like really like Augusta D. Mm-hmm. Cause like he really does sing about the real stuff and like mm-hmm. he sits better with literally everyone who like goes to look into him and what his songs are. Mm-hmm. Because he just says these, like... He makes you feel... Like you relate to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, because at the end of the day, even though he is part of BTS and he is Suga, you know, he was a kid. Yeah, he, he still struggled. He grew struggles. up and struggled. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are my favorites. I like those songs. <laughs> I like those songs a those lot. Those are really good songs, yeah. Um, music videos. Okay. So oh no, this is the rant. Sorry. It's not really a rant, it's just when I go into conspiracy theory like that. Okay. Well, here's the thing. He, Augusta D has three music videos. Augusta D, give it to me. Dechuta. <laughs> Dechuta. Um, and like, I'm just gonna say all three are my favorites, so like, they're all amazing and... There are three. Just go look them up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not like he has eight. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, Suga looks so handsome and so hot in all of them. Like, I remember when I first got into BTS, like, V was, like, peaking up to be my favorite. And then I watched and listened to Augusti, and I was like, yes, I love Suga so much. <laughs> um, I really don't have a lot of words or, like, a wide enough vocabulary on why Sugar is so, like, incredibly talented and should, like... I just feel like a lot of people would relate well to him. So, like... Sugar. Um, many fans also really like that in his Deshita music video, Jin and Jungkookie... What? ...are in it, and they start the fight in the background. I didn't know in that. In the Farmer's Market Street, you know, and, like, I think it's... I want to say Jin hits Jungkookie with the fishing pole and they start a fight. Oh my god. E, that's Jin That's so cute. I love it. I was unsure if you'd know that. I didn't know that. Um, and like you have to admit after watching and listening to these you feel like sort of energized mm-hmm. and like ready like you could take on anything. I also read some pretty funny comments on YouTube and had to share at least two of them with you guys. So on Auguste D, a comment said, when I get married, I want this to play while I'm walking down the aisle. (laughs) I was like, oh my god, perfect. (laughs) The 
then on Deshita, there was a comment that said, their music videos are getting better than movies at this point. I am worried. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's so true, yeah. Mm-hmm. I laughed way too hard when I watched that. It's so true. Oh, um, and then I wasn't going to pick a favorite because um, I saw the theory of Deshita and thought it would be fun to go over. So... This is going to be a long thing. I'm going to try to get as much as I can right. At one point, I might just say, like, refer to the video. <laughs> but a theory or an explanation is the translation of deshita. Um, deshita is a great blowing and hitting. It also refers to a genre of traditional Korean military music, which involves wind and percussion percussion instruments usually performed while marching in parades. The song is a mixture of traditional music and modern day hip hop. This fusion is reflected in the music video when there is a confrontation of the king, which is Yoongi, and the gang boss, which is August D. The music video starts with the king sitting on his phoenix throne, which the phoenix throne is the throne of hereditary monarchs of Korea, and he is admiring the decapitated heads of his enemies that are lying in his courtyard. A major influence of the music video is the Joseon Dynasty, which is a Korean dynasty kingdom that was founded by Yi Jong-ji in July 1392 and lasted until October 1897. Once you are brought to the market, you meet the boss, which is August D. Clearly, there are major differences in the two characters. The king fights for himself and is royal, while the boss fights for others and is a commander. The boss was born a slave and is now a king, but he never forgets how he started out. He was born in a ditch, but rose up to become a dragon. The music video shows the king is a tyrant, and his enemies while the boss is shown as the voice of the people. There are lyrics that say, Mad Tiger Gwangye flow, born in a ditch but rise up a dragon, which in the music video is said by the boss character, the Gwangye gun of Joseon. Joseon was the 15th king of the Joseon dynasty, who reigned between 1608 and 1623. Modern scholars have been redeeming his character by praising his wisdom and strength, but throughout history he was known as a very violent and ruthless tyrant. Um, Guan Gegan was the son of a concubine, so he was not the original successor to the throne, but because of his skills in leadership and political abilities, he was appointed as crown prince, and later on as the official successor instead of his older legitimate brother who was incompetent. Despite Guangye's action to defend his country, even after the king ran away, his reputation during his rule was heavily based on and affected by rumors. Um, Historians are now considering him, considering them mostly false. His reign ended with a coup that had happened during the night. So after hearing the similarities of Gong He and the king, Yungi, is that he was uh, not meant to be king, but became one because of his talent. His reputation was constantly tainted by rumors created by his enemies and his duties in defending his country, but was considered a tyrant that did not deserve recognition. Um, That can be like the tabloids spreading rumors, false things about Mm -hmm. Yungi and things he's done. Um, There are some lyrical connections to the first mixtape August D and the mixtape D2. And give it to me, the lyrics, I can't live like a dog when I'm born as a tiger. And Deshita, the lyrics, shut up, yeah, you calling me a pup, yeah, I was born a tiger, I ain't no weak pill popper like you. 
In Korea, the tiger is a symbol of a noble animal and natural predator. It is an animal that represents courage and pride while still conveying a sense of superiority that inspires fears and respect. Then, the music video boss, August D, is freed by the executioner, which, if you notice closely, the two executioners are actually in the market and the boss makes, makes a nod to them as if they are connected. Because mm. these guys are Baekhyung, which are untouchables. The untouchables in Korean society are often considered the lowest class of people. They were forced to work as butchers and executioners because those were the activities that were deemed despicable by society as a whole. With this connection, the boss sends a message that he's also resonated with the people that come from all walks of life. Plus, if you notice, Augustus D. August D. has a Baekhyung mask necklace, which further resembles the connection to the people, and that he identifies himself with the untouchables. So continuing with the difference of the boss, August D., and the king, Yoongi, the boss is the untouchable of the system that he rules, but that still wants to destroy him, while the king is the king of the industry that wants to overthrow him. Mm-hmm. Um, in BTS's interlude, Shadow, which Suga, which is Suga's song, he has a lyric, I want it all mine, I want to be rich, I want to be the king. In August D song, Tony Montana, he says, I know, I feel like Tony Montana. I think for this, we need to know more about Scarface and like that mm-hmm. connection. Um, then in Deshita, he says, off with their hands, I'm a king, I'm a boss, you all know my name. In the past four years, Yungi has climbed to the top to be the king and the boss. Then when you examine the BTS lyrics for Interlude Shadow, the moment I'm flying high as I wished, my shadow grows in the blasting stark light. Please let me shine, don't let me down, don't let me fly. In BTS's song, Black Swan, they say, deeper, yeah, I think I'm going deeper. I'll go in myself in the deepest depths I saw myself. And then finally, on BTS's song, On, look at my feet, look down, the shadow resembles me. It is the shadow that's shaking, or is it my feet that are trembling? Mm -hmm. Um, These lyrics could be a connection between the persona and the shadow. For Yoongi to not become the tyrant, he is thought to that he has to be, that he has to stand his ground and be able to look at himself in the mirror, or even though um, he is the king and the boss, he understands that there is a limit to his greed. When you're at the top, it is easy to forget where you started. Now we are getting to the end. It has been a lot, but the last part is really important for ARMY. I promise. <laughs> At the end of the music video, the boss, August D, shoots the king, Yungi, which is represent the past reclaiming its place in the present. And the weapon used to kill the king is a Colt Army Model 1860. The gun is Army, which he uses as a medium through which he keeps himself in check, as in Army is how he stays grounded. Um, I'm slightly lost on the whole music video theory and, like, Mm -hmm. a few things. Um, In some other sources that I've listed and, like, I've listed down in the sources, they go over a lot uh, more of what she she says, like, theorizes. Um, Her YouTube is bookish theories, and I think I added another one that I watched that has, like, very similar, but... They're both really good videos, and Mm -hmm. if my explanation went right over your head. (laughs) I actually understood it. It, I definitely was a lot more lost when I was first trying to, but as I was talking about it, it actually made more sense. Mm -hmm. But I also skipped out on a lot of parts because I really didn't want to tell her whole whole Mm -hmm. video. Yeah. (laughs) Because there's, like, more theorizes about, like... Or explanations of what some things stand for. Like symbols. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That was an interesting theory of the past reclaiming to be in the future. Yeah. Or the present, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. But, like, I really liked that Yungi uses the army gun. 
because it is a way to keep them grounded and that just Mm -hmm. shows their connection and that's why i'm pretty sure augusti fandom if he had a fandom would still be considered army Mm -hmm. because it's still part of who he is as an artist Mm -hmm. like he wouldn't be able to be augusti without army yeah yeah Yeah. exactly Mm that's music videos <laughs> do you want to go over your favorite music videos of the three well let's stay with them. I didn't look up any conspiracy theories or I didn't look up like super like deep things about it cause you know I watch like a music video one, one or two times you're done. Yeah. but the set design was really cool mm-hmm. and I like how it was that juxtaposition of, you know, the Joseon era mm-hmm. and the boss that is, like, in a modern car and everything. Yeah. And like modern clothes. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, yeah. It's, I think it's cool. I like it a lot. I, mm-hmm. I love that music video. Do you like it more now that you know that Jungkook's yeah. in it? <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that BTS are so supportive of, like, their solo stuff. I think J-Hope, like, sent a food truck. To the set. Oh, that's so like, sweet. Like, isn't that cute? Yeah. And I think RM, like, visited. I think a lot of them oh, visited. And, like, I'm sure they did. Supported him. Oh, yeah. I, I, love, I love that about them. Because they can be BTS, but also be themselves at the same time. Yeah. Which I think is what a lot of groups don't understand. You know? Mm-hmm. Like... And I like that about Street Kids, too. Like, they have the three Racha stuff. Yeah. And they release solos for, like, even if it's just, like, a choreography video for the members. Like, yes, you're part of this bigger thing, Mm -hmm. but you're not only that thing. Yeah. You know? I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. I love that, like, with three Racha and Stray Kids, you brought them up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, with Han Solo close, mm-hmm. like, Chani and Changbin, like, they worked on that together. Mm-hmm. Like, they helped produce that together, and, like, um, Han did a lot of the lyrics, so did mm-hmm. Chani, and, like, mm-hmm. they all are so supportive. When Chani did his, like, little solo dance, mm-hmm. like, his members were so supportive of, like, their cute little leader, and, like, yeah. that... Like, it's so cute to see that. Yeah. Because it just shows how, like, strong they are and, like, Mm -hmm. how supportive. Yeah. Because in the end, they're all connected by music. Yeah. So it really doesn't matter if it's, like, just the group's music or if it's one of their solo projects. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone has the right to have their own ambition. They do. So I like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now we have lyrics. Mm-hmm. Mine's long, sorry. <laughs> well, I kind of already said my favorites. My favorite lyrics. Mm-hmm. From um, when we talked about songs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'll go over this. I can take up so much. This is kind of where the deeper, where I like thought maybe a disclaimer would be better. Mm-hmm. Because like we do go in a lot of like what Yoongi was feeling. And then I added some like more personal stuff to like show that... That Yoongi connection. Mm-hmm. So, first, Yoongi is a lyrical genius. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. Um, so I did also want to share a few of his lyrics because, like, I mean, this episode's all about him, so it wouldn't hurt to hear <laughs> some of his lyrics and the things he's come up with and, like, whether, like, you're still in quarantine or, like, you listen to like if you need something to listen to to make you like feel more accepted and better Augusti's top notch to do Mm -hmm. um so this is from what do you think whatever you think sorry I don't fucking give a shit the zeros in my bank account is the money holding my youth as collateral I got a big house big car big ring bring anything I'll give you my bank card those assholes privileged by the media gets on the broadcast more than me those brats flexing flexing their money wonder how much they have actually earned woo woo yeah those showing off their money are quite cute no woo woo division of money is a waste only around your level woo woo 
We will join the military service on our own when the time comes, so hope the assholes who tried to join the bandwagon by selling our names as a whole will shut up. Mm-hmm. That's like a pretty aggressive yeah. word. <laughs> yeah. He's calling out everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. Like, I think a lot of it was like he donated a ton for the COVID relief in Korea for masks. He's like honestly really humble. He isn't out there showing how much money he makes. He understands that he got to this point because of his fans and his members. And there are people out there who are looking for attention and like they see BTS as a way to gain attention. And a lot of them try to do it for like hateful things towards them or like jumping on the bandwagon and like we've talked in the past where if you're a genuine fan of their music I don't see liking them in their newer stuff mm-hmm. as, and becoming a fan as an issue but it's there's like there's this difference with honestly no interest in them and you're just trying to gain some sort of spotlight fame for trying to like spread good and bad things about them you know yeah like there is that like difference of a fan and like a bandwagon person Mm -hmm. um then in his song burn it the lyrics are let's go back to the past the time that was destroying me a envy of hatred or inferiority (laughs) a life obsessed which the will of the enemy what's the difference between me who has tasted success and me in the past well it's not much different let's burn it up past me Mm -hmm. so it's not a secret that suga struggled with how he seems himself um he went through depression and he shows that even life as an idol isn't as joyful as it seems on the outside he is really honest when like it comes to like materials of like dark things and like those thoughts that can like bring you down which i like because there there shouldn't be such a taboo on mental health or dark feelings but like there is a difference between like dark feelings and like dark dark thoughts that can like lead to murder and suicide Mm -hmm. you know like there is that difference of like I don't know, like, I don't know how to best describe this other than, like, some small thing that, like, made me really upset, but, like, to other people, it would be considered nothing, but, like, I I told you about how I dropped my cat's food bowl and it broke. Mm -hmm. That made me really upset because, one, I almost hit my cat in the head, and, like, yeah, she's a main coon, but, like... At that height, I couldn't think, I couldn't not think about what if I had hit her and, like, I don't know, it just hit her at that certain spot where, like, she could die or, like, that was, like, the first thing I thought of because, like, it was the worst thing that could have happened was me causing my cat's death by this accidental drop. Mm -hmm. And then, like, just losing her made me so upset and then, like, the next thing was, like, I had dropped one of my... I dropped my first dog's bowl in the parking lot that Oliver had had been eating from, and I was so sad because that was kind of like the last thing I had of Misty's mm-hmm. that I broke. Like it was my fault that it had shattered, and like Oliver got scared, so I felt terrible that it scared him. But like I had taken this thing away that meant mu- so much. And I didn't, I, like, I didn't want that. I didn't want to, like, cause that sadness of just a bowl. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just a ceramic bowl that Mm -hmm. you can buy. And, like, the bowl wasn't even mine. It was Jen's. And I was, like, (laughs) I, like, (laughs) broke something of hers. Mm -hmm. Even, like, breaking my bowl, I was sad because I was, like, oh, now I have to buy another bowl. Mm -hmm. But... There's just the sentimental value of those things that, like, to a few other people would be like, oh, yeah, you just broke a bowl or, like, you broke a glass. Mm -hmm. But to me, like, the dog's bowl had sentimental value and, like, this bowl, like, could have potentially hurt my cat really bad, which would have made me so upset and, like, so sad. And, like, when you lose a loved one, you get really sad that they're no longer in your life. But, like, those thoughts are, like, those sad, like, missing feelings, which are considered dark feelings. Mm -hmm. 
that like I don't think it's bad to be sad to miss someone mm-hmm. as long as it's not like I'm gonna kill myself yeah you know mm-hmm. or like oh I'm just gonna go murder this school of children because I hate Mondays yeah mm-hmm. you know yeah <laughs> there's that big difference yeah agreed um so like the next lyric is in the song strange they go a person who opens his eyes in a world where everyone is closing theirs now you blind them isn't it strange those who want peace those who want to fight isn't it strange that each has its own ideological end (laughs) everyone has no dream but they tell me to have a dream there is no correct answer isn't it strange in this song, Suga is proposing questions to RM, who in turn answers them, so you get both sides mm-hmm. of those. Um, the world is literally built on past generations, while each generation spins how the world is seen. Um, but there, there's always seems to be something that stays roughly the same, like older generations try to guide the the younger generations and kind of tell them how they should live and what they should do but when you look for what to do or or to be guided on what can you do in the end but lose yourself and feelings forced into someone you aren't meant to be mm-hmm. um everyone has like their own opinions and everyone wants to have an input even when the input isn't always welcomed as a whole and like Sometimes, like, having, like, saying that you want to go do something with your life Mm -hmm. and then having someone else be like, well, that's stupid. Mm -hmm. Or like, oh, well, you'll never be able to do that. You should go with something else. Or like, oh, well, you should do this. You'd be good at this. When, like, you tell them, well, like, I would probably be good at this, but, like, it's not for me. But then they Mm -hmm. just discount your feelings like they're nothing or, like... They think that if you're not doing what they want you to do, then, like, you're not living correctly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, like, there's an attitude of, like, the whole thick skin and thin skin reasoning for, like, hurting someone's feelings to make them feel better. Like, oh, well, they should have thicker skin if they want to be around us. It's like, you... If you're okay with someone, like, messing around with you and, like, being this way to you, but someone who, like, you want to be friends with isn't okay with that, why can't it just be a respectful thing where, like, hey, maybe you don't say things like they should have thicker skin if they want to hang out with us. Mm -hmm. And it's like... Or just be a kind person. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a difference between, like, fully adapting to someone and, like, changing who you are. Because I know that people don't want to not be who they are. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that. But also, like, if this is someone you can see yourself being friends with and want to actually be friends with, what's the harm in, like, maybe changing the way you speak a little? Like, maybe swearing less or, like, Mm -hmm. being a bit more, like, open to them being like, oh, well, I don't like penguins or something. Mm -hmm. Don't be like, oh, well, I love penguins. Fuck you, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, don't make fun of them for having a certain liking. Mm -hmm. Namely, if they tell you, hey, I don't like this. Yeah. Don't just knock them off and be like, well, you're not, you don't have thick enough skin or something, mm-hmm. you know? Because yeah. everyone's just a little different sensitivity. Mm-hmm. And, and if you, if you don't like if someone is too sensitive for you, fucking don't hang out with them. Yeah. Like, if you yeah. clearly have other people that act the same way that you do, just go hang out with them. I think everyone has their own kind of people that they get along with. Yeah, everyone kind of, like, connects differently. Yeah. And, like, that's good, that's great. You should be around the people that, like, make you happy and, like, that kind of stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. We'll get on to my last favorite lyric, (laughs) I promise. (laughs) It's from the song The Last. This one's my favorite lyric of all of his songs. Mm -hmm. Um, It has some really powerful lyrics, Um, Namely, when you read them and know what they're saying. Um, In 
So the first is the opening. On the other side of the famous idol rapper stands my weak self. It's quite dangerous. Depression, OCD, they keep coming back from time and time. Hell, no, perhaps that might be my true self. Damn, huh? Feeling estranged in reality, the conflict with ideal, my head hurts. Around the age of 18, sociophobia developed in me right? That was when my mind was gradually polluted. At times, I'm scared of myself too. Self-hated and thanks to the depression that takes over me, Min Young-gi is dead already. I'm dead. So sociophobia is the fear of social gatherings. It's the fear of socializing, fear of embarrassment in social situations that is extremely intrusive and that it can have markedly debilitating mm-hmm. effects on personal and professional relationships. Like, can you name another artist that full on talk about like the struggles that they feel in their personal lives and so conflicting? Like, Yungi puts himself out there and is showing his struggles because you know that he knows that there are others out there feeling that way and mm-hmm. that they're like they might not have a good support system, but Suga is there and like saying mm-hmm. that like it's okay basically. And, like, he's a straightforward person that likes to do nothing, and when he can, like, he's one of, but also he's, like, one of the friendliest idols at a fan sign, and, like, he's probably the most understanding to people's feelings. hmm And, like, accepting that negativity and, like, knowing that, like, it kind of makes you who you are in a way, like, growing up as someone with I mean I don't have OCD but I know like my boss does he's very OCD and like he likes just things organized but that makes him a really good manager because he has an organization system it's not scattered all over the place like some of these things that can be viewed as negative or like bad can actually make you into a good person once it's like accepted and you're not like Kind of not like fighting it in a way because like you should fight depression and like not mm-hmm. like give into depression. Yeah. But you can at least turn that outcome into something good. Like Han Stray Kids, he has depression, but he turns it. Yeah, he looks at it in a good view because like when he's feeling that, he feels like he can get the most creative lyrics out, mm-hmm. and so that helps him spiral out in a way and like become less depressed because he created this lyrical like something he is proud of and can Mm -hmm. like show and like try to like produce and create yeah you know Mm -hmm. so like i don't know it it can be seen as good Mm -hmm. yeah that's true definitely if you do feel depressing thoughts at least if you have them you think about why you have them yeah and you start to realize a lot of these things Mm. even if you know they're hard to realize Mm -hmm. but at least you're you're thinking about why you feel this way you know yeah i'm saying it's like an insight to yourself Mm -hmm. yeah it makes sense yeah which is why therapy is a good thing Therapy is a great yes. thing. <laughs> Should all be more open to going to a therapist when we need it. And yeah. Know when to get help. Mm-hmm. That's pretty yeah. much it. Um, okay, that's the end of it. <laughs> the last. <laughs> Got a little. That disclaimer was good. I told yeah, you. Yeah, yeah that's, this I is told a deep you. Episode. This yeah. was a deep one. Um, okay, so. Where can you listen to Spotify, Lorena? Do you remember? Where can you listen to Spotify? Probably oh, on shit. Spotify. Where can you listen to K-pop <laughs> Oh, man. I don't remember, Sierra. Why don't you tell us? Well, you can listen to K-pop tea on Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, CastBox, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Radio Public, and Pocket Casts. <laughs> We also have an Instagram, which is at kpopt101. <laughs> and we also have a website. Mm-hmm. It is laguil, which is L-A-G-U-I-L, 
wixsite.com slash kpoptea. Tea. Yes, it's long. I'm fucking sorry. Yeah, not really. <laughs> um, and we have a YouTube channel too. What? Which not a lot of videos are on there yet, but you can listen to the first few and hopefully learn the members' names as you listen too. Mm-hmm. So that's kind mm-hmm. of fun. And there are playlists on there that do include what we talk about in the episode. So mm-hmm. if you want to have easy access to the songs, the music videos, you can go look on there. Because we are considerate. <laughs> it won't make you just Google everything or YouTube Google everything. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we'll s- you'll hear us next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.